Everything is serious now, Evan. Y'all fucked in, up. Y'all could not have fucked up. This is the most you fucked up yet. We tried. We tried to warn him last time. Oh, we tried brother! To warn him last time. I feel like I'm repeating myself here. But what a what a uh, a fantastic weekend! What a fantastic start Man. to conference playing basketball. Uh, but there's really no other place to start other than the weekend that was the All State Sugar Bowl. Uh, Evan, you got oh, to go. I, I sure believe did. you're still physically recovering from that. I feel great. We're, no, we're, I feel like shit. <laughs> during a period of time where everybody else feels terrible for a myriad of reasons, I actually feel great. We're yeah, just recording man. later than we normally do. Late, late, late at night, 8 p.m. Oh, man, everybody's Related going night. to bed. We're the only ones awake here at 8 p.m. <laughs> uh, Evan, I, I think the people need to know about... Uh, your your journey, your your trek to the Mecca yes. of New Orleans. Yes. And your weekend and, that was the Sugar Bowl. And I know we're going to talk about all of the things I'm about to say uh, individually, but let, let no, me just give a, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give a full hour by hour, and then um, you know we'll backtrack from there. So let I me set the right. scene for you. It's 11. No, no, no. Back even further. It's 2 p.m. on New Year's Eve. I'm at the Bean. Have you heard of it? I'm this at the is bean. in Chicago. The I'm bean. in Chicago, I, and I have Chinese scrotum. I have been at the Bean for two days. Well, I've been in Chicago for two days. It's only okay. the Bean for like thirty minutes. You've been you've <laughs> been camping out by the Bean for that's two you, days. Yeah, when I say I love Chicago, that's just that's what I go do when I'm in Chicago. I just hang exactly. out at the Bean. Exactly. Um, no, so I'm at the Bean, and uh, it's about two p.m. I get an email. It's like, hey, your flight has been canceled. And part of me was like, oh god, I'm not going to have to go through with my ridiculous plan anymore. This isn't the worst thing ever, but it's kind of annoying. Uh, so I spent three hours. I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to New Orleans. I texted my brothers. I was I was serious. I wasn't you going. You had resigned. I, I and I was like and I was happy to do so because I was still like I was a little sober. I hadn't really gotten into like my 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 bag yet. So I, I had conceded that I'm staying in Chicago until like the fourth. I was just gonna hang out and get a direct flight when they were cheaper. Uh, I get back to the uh, apartment that I'm staying at. And I start to feel a little guilty. My girlfriend and my friends are like, yeah, you know, you have people waiting on you there. You have to do this thing that you've agreed to. Um, you should go. So after like 45 minutes of deliberation, I'm like, okay, I'll go. I flew Southwest. So they they changed my flight on my behalf. They changed it to like 6 a.m., which is like pretty annoying, but not like an ungodly time to have to get the party going. Like it's still pretty sure, early, but yeah. yeah. yeah I've left um, for, for work trips at 6 a.m. Yeah, and it's it sucks, but like, you know, you're not going to tell your kids about that day. Um yeah, so I decided to change my itinerary because my my 6 a.m. flight leaving would have got me there like 2 p.m. layovers, all that good stuff. And I just couldn't do that because I had like obligations earlier in the day to get to. Um, so I found out with Southwest, if they change your flight for you, you can change it one more time for yourself for free. You can be like, no, good suggestion, but here's what I'm going to do. And it's free. So I did that. My new flight left Chicago Midway at 5 a.m. 5.01 is when it left. 
Now that's bad. That I, I, I yeah, no, that's bad. That is bad. I've taken um, one 5 a.m. flight, and that was after deciding at 2 a.m. that I needed to leave Las Vegas immediately. Yeah, so and so, so you, you know the mind state you're in, and I know this is going to kind of be a long-winded story. So maybe we'll put a timestamp like at the end, or maybe we'll like put where you can just click on. Okay, well I'm just gonna I'm gonna keep Talk going because I'm I'm on a roll here. Talk to listeners. Here. That's what I've, I have long said that. Yeah, um, all the time. So we, I'm with my friends that they had lived in Chicago for years. They were helping me do the mental math about what I need to be, when I need to be where to get to the airport on time. And they were like, okay, you're not going to like this, but you need to wake up at 2.35 so that you can leave the apartment at 2.50 to get to the train so that you can train to the airport and be ready to go through security so for your 5 a.m. flight. So I, I have to get up at 2.30. Um also, too too early, some would say. So they're, they have like a New Year's Eve party. But when I say party, it was like 11, 12 people maybe. So it was like a, it was like a small kickback. Uh, my girlfriend and I were there. There were people we love there. It was a great time. Midnight hits at the party. We do our champagne. We get our picture, and we go to bed immediately. Um, 90 minutes later, 90 minutes later, I'm up. And the party's finishing, and I'm walking out the door. Uh, I walk a mile to the orange line because they helped me figure out which which lines to take to get to Midway. Closed. And it, it was unexpectedly closed because there were about six beer bottles that had been broken on the door. <laughs> liquid, liquid still like on the door. So I know that it wasn't scheduled. That's right, for sure. Right. Um, and, you know, even though it's early, you know, it's 2.45, I'm, I still don't have a lot of wiggle room. I got to get there. Right. So I call an Uber. And it's seventy dollars. So, so I've spent seventy dollars, like before touching the airport. How, before, like, yeah, before sniffing how long the airport. Of a drive was it? And it was like thirty-five minutes. It wasn't bad. Okay. Um, so we get there, and I this is the earliest I've ever been in an airport. So I, I don't know how. Like I know the airports are twenty-four-seven, but they aren't really twenty-four-seven. No, you know, no. the, the, it's kind of like a honestly, it's kind of like New Orleans. Yeah. It's never closed, but there's like a the 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 street oh, catches its breath for a few hours every right. night. Um, so I go through, like, I check my bag. I, I I'm like, okay, time for security. Cause that's what's next. Security hadn't even opened. Security was not a thing. It, it wasn't an operation. So there was just a line of people that all had, I'm assuming five between 5am and 6am flights sitting at the security thing, wow. waiting for security to open. So we, we go through that. And like, I, I say this because I know that this person was just, really drunk but there were multiple women in like um their jammies they were in their jammies and that's yeah. i'm not like referencing yeah. something else they were in their pajamas uh, and they, I, were, I they were being pushed through the airport in wheelchairs because you they could not walk because of the beer oh my god like they they were they were being escorted to the airport hoping that they would regain that ability when the time came Um, so it's just, it's a shit show. It's bad. It's really bad. And there's like these cute white families that, you know, do this shit all the time. So they like had all their shit ready to go and they're matching shirts. Like, yeah. Yeah. And they had, they had like the neck pillows on matching. It was real cute. Mm -hmm. So, you know, after that, it's pretty uneventful. I get on my flight. I go to it. I sleep from Chicago to Atlanta, which, which helped a ton. Sure. Uh, I have a connecting flight in Atlanta. I walk one gate over just boop, boop. And I'm at my gate in Atlanta. Fly. It's another hour. I sleep there. I get to the airport. My brother Mason, friend of the pod, waiting on me outside the airport, takes me to our Airbnb. We, I haven't eaten. I haven't done anything. I chug two waters, hit my pen two times, 
and then we get the party going. There we have go. that. We we had to do that little field. We were on the field doing the field pass thing, which really we we oh, helped move right, the pass. You were we, working. Oh yeah, I was working. I was at work. I did not have a seat for that game. I was working. Um, I forgot about that. It was. It's literally just pre and post game. So honestly, like, it, it's such a perfect scenario. And then once I get to the game itself, like I, I viewer, I apologize, Matt, I apologize. This story's. We're just getting started. We're having fun. It, it was the best day of my life. I, I've done some calculating and it was. So we're going to keep the party going. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's 9 a.m. We get to Bourbon Street. I need I need something. I need yes. food. I need something. So I grab two single slices of pizza, make a pizza sandwich. There you go. Eat those. Um, and I drink a hurricane. And we're, I'm exhausted. I, I do. I this. am mentally exhausted. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm trying to be as like time accurate as I can. There's no way it was later than 11:15 at this point. There's no way. <laughs> um. So I do that, and like I drink it as we're walking to the stadium because we have to do like our run through, right? Sure, so like sure, the sure, band's sure. out there. We have to do our very brief, very not impressive thing, but we have to practice it once. Yeah. Um, so we do that and then it takes like two hours. It's kind of annoying, but like, it's such a cool thing to see everything. So I was, you know, starry eyed. It was great, but I'm on my feet. Keep in mind, I'm on my feet this whole time. Right. Start to finish on my feet. Um, so after that, my, my oldest brother and the people he's there with have to go buy some clothes. We had like a uniform thing we kind of had to adhere to. So they had to, they had to go fund those pieces of garb. I already had mine, so I just left it there to come back later and change into it because, like, it wasn't nice. really a good fit. So we go to Bourbon. I text Max Garner. I'm like, hey, where are you watching the game at? He says, I'm at the crazy corner. The so, basketball right. game. Yeah. The basketball game. 1, uh, 1 p.m. Central, yeah. Yes. So we get there at halftime. And uh, my brother Mason, he's always like, oh, you got to take a shot. You got to get drunk. You got to do this. But he's like he – you probably have a friend like this. We all probably do. Yes. Like, they right. do that, but they're not necessarily the one who does the drinking, right? Like in, unless you like put a drink in their hand with you, they're right. just going to let you drink. And there it, honestly – There are times when I am that friend. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I think that there's more good than bad to being that person. But um, – so me in my infinite wisdom, knowing this, I, I say, Hey Mason, wait here. I'm going to go to the bar. I'll get us. I'll get the first round. I'll get the first round. Yeah. So I go and I come back and I have two uh, vodka Red Bulls with me, which isn't something I drink, but it was like, it was something that I kind of needed to yeah. keep the party going. Sure, so sure. I bring two Red Bull vodkas back and he says, thanks. And I hand them both to him and I say, these are for you. And then I walk back to the bar and I come back with two more right. and, and we chug them and it was great. And I felt good for six hours after yes. that. Um, after that, we we like we finished the game there with Max. It was great. We beat the hell out of him. It was like pretty full of Baylor people. Yeah. Um, then That's me and my brother game. kind of mosey around Bourbon for an hour and a half. And let me tell you something about Ole Miss fans. I love them. They are the funniest fans I've ever interacted with. Ever. It did seem like I, I just had a general sense, like having – no communication with any of them except for the one brief interview I did. It seems like for the most part, and there are goobers in every fan base, but it seems like they're a generally um, maybe feisty, but generally overall quote unquote cool fan base. Does that make you, sense? Yeah. Have you ever had like a, a puppy or a young dog 
that is teething and their teeth are sharper than they think they are, but they're still yeah. super cute. So you're just like, oh, quit that. That's exactly. what it was like all day. I got sense. so many thumbs downs. I got booed so many times. One guy looked at my brother. He was wearing like a just like a standard Baylor hoodie. And they said, hey, dude, I think someone puked on your shirt. And that was the funniest shit. So Ole Miss fan, we're all having a good time. It's very good. It's good energy all around the place. Okay. Get a hand grenade um, and those – no alcohol. Just that's so, that's so much sugar. That's sugar, that's sugar water. So much um, sugar. I think I was on a sugar high all day. I think that's I, what I it was. I worry about uh, the, you got the beatus now. Yeah, I just, yeah. So for you. Oh yeah, I don't. I have one foot now. So, <laughs> um, there's that. So you know, I get. I don't get drunk because like the they're like, hey, we need you. You're working. Don't you do be drunk. work. Yeah, you, you know, are you're still working. working and I'm, like, I'm, I'm handling something. I'm not handling fire, but I'm handling something that handles a shit ton of fire. So like I, I, I keep my wits about me. I get a little buzz, but then we head back to the stadium. We walk around the stadium for three hours before the game even starts. I haven't sat down since right. I got off the plane. Um, so, you know, I, I could, I could talk about this portion of it for a long time, but the main highlights of pregame on the field were seeing the team run out. That was just the coolest thing ever. And also, um, Lane Kiffin's dad grabbed me and said, hey, do you know – yeah, he said, hey – I mean, he's an old guy. It was very, like – it was friendly. It was it was whatever. Okay. But he was, like, he was like, hey, do you know where Coach Aranda is? And I was like, uh, I think I saw him over there. He's like, <laughs> well, he's the like, when he was like, yeah, well, send him my way. I want to talk to him. And, it, and he was being very, like – like, it was a very professional, diplomatic thing. But I, do you think that he thought I was going to, like, tug on Aranda's sleeve and be like, hey uh, – Mr. Aranda? Real quick, I know you're busy. My friend would love to speak with you over there. My friend uh, Kiffin Sr. <laughs> that's so weird. Um, so we, we do the pregame thing. The game starts. I miss the first 10 minutes of the game finishing my job. Um and then I don't have, like, we don't have seats. There's none allocated to us. When we sure. did it a few years ago, there was a couple, like, folding chairs on the field where we could uh, um, sit during the game. But part of the part of the COVID era rules is, in, like, you need to be mission critical to be down there. And we just, right. we weren't. So we, we walk around for, like, an hour pretending, like, these badges we have on our chest, like, meant something. So we were just flashing them left and right. Like, oh, no, we deserve to be here. We should be here. Don't worry about us. We're just, we're at work. You know, we have these badges. We can go wherever we want with them. So, And it's working. People are letting us jump around. We're moving. Um, we get to the seats that are like overflow seats. I just didn't get full. So they're like, yeah, you guys can sure. sit here if you want. So we're sitting there. And then my brother Mason leans over and we're sitting. He's like, hey, did you know Joe Goodman's in a box? And I was like, nope, sure didn't. Let's go up there. Let's go. And, and he was like, no, I don't want to text him. He's like, you know, it's it's he's a plus one. And I was like, no, fuck that. So I texted Joe and I was like, Joe, here's the thing. I want to come sit with you. And he said, okay, this isn't my box, but here's where I am if you can get to me. We had to lie to like eight people to get up there. Like we we were walking like in the upper ring of boxes, just like flashing our pass to people. And we walked past like the Manning box. And like I swear to you on everything, no one turned around when I walked past them, but the whole family was in there. The, I saw the butt of every Manning. If you- I, I, I swear on everything. I saw every Manning's butt. Pretty flat, I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you act confidently and you have some sort of pass that l- even looks official, yeah, you, you can go anywhere. It worked. It worked. And we, we went up there. We went to this, like, I think, like, Seat Geek was trying to smooge a friend of a friend. And we just all went up there. And there was, like, a buffet. There were free drinks. Um, so, so we watched. 
it was dude, it was incredible. So we watched the whole game from there, and I am not a good neighbor at those games. Like I'm just not. Um, and, and, but we noticed there's like these box seats to our left that are exclusively Baylor fans. Like you like you you know they had some money and they bought that box. Right, right, right. So my oldest brother, who's like the boldest of us all, ends up walking over there. Yeah. yeah, he's the boldest of us all, and he walks over there, and he's like, "Hey." We're sitting kind of in mixed company over here. Do you mind if we just come sit with y'all? And the guy my brother's talking to like grabs him by the shoulders and is like, wait, you know me. We know each other. And it was my, my middle brother, Mason. It was his like best friend from like select soccer like 20 years ago. <laughs> so we run over there and we have like just the most like this guy who I'm referring to. He's like a fighter pilot like in the military. He's like this big ass dude. And he is like jumping in the air, like kicking both of his legs, like like spit like a dog who just found out they're going outside. And we have this big reunion. Walkies? Walkies? Yeah. Yeah. We're having this big reunion and it's just like the best thing. We watch the game finish from there. We go on the field after. We spray the cannons with all the confetti. We're like, I'm like touching the stage. Where they are you doing got an the whole awesome thing. picture of yeah. Bob Bullsby amidst green and gold confetti, uh, looking absolutely miserable. And like I, I wasn't blackout drunk, but I was blackout at that point. And I, I am sure that I was screaming some vile things. There's no, there's Don't no way that. that I, there's no way that I wasn't. Um, well, too late. Um, so we do that, and then um, unfortunately, we do not make it out to the bars after. Um, be, because leaving that game was as good as it was ever going to get for me. There, there was no way I was going to keep that momentum. Um, and it had been a long day. I had been up yeah, 23 long, hours, long 48 hours for you. Yeah. I had been up a whole while. So we, uh, we went back to our Airbnb, we schmurgerber, and then we went to bed and it was the best day of my life. And I, I feel I, like shit. I still feel like shit. Well, you just got home yesterday too. Yeah. I'm very, very happy that you had a good time in all. I was Dude, worried it was about the incredible. early flight situation. I'm glad Me you too. had a good time. Um, the game itself was was an interesting experience. I, I was lucky enough to go watch it with uh, a good buddy, Nick Oso, uh, you know, um, Hide of Idiocy on Twitter, and uh, – and his lovely family was fantastic. Uh, left at halftime because we have small children and watched the rest at home. Very frustrating. Wasn't sure if the offense was going to come through. Looked really rough at times, but I'll be damned if Grimes didn't call a great game and uh, and get us the win. But the defense, of course, was just insane, as it has been all season. If you're ranking, now that the season's over, Big 12 as a conference defensive team like the the defensive side of the ball for teams one to ten where do you think this team falls all time in the big 12 all time i don't think the big 12? i don't um, know if it's one or two because there were some nasty texas defenses yeah early on and like nebraska was here but we're not lower than six seven there's no way it's a top 10 all-time baylor defense yeah i think that's fair oh um, i'm talking about big 12 like like the every the of the Big 12. every defense yeah yeah the history of the Big 12 yeah i think it's top 10 for sure in in the history of the Big 12 um that's a really good question i'd be really curious to know if the audience has any thoughts about that the audience with better memories than i have for sure yeah um, um that's a really really good question another thought i have about the game is we 
had some pretty bad offensive performances to end the year. That's the only way yeah. you can say it. But the like another thing that is true is we played multiple top ten defenses to yes, end the league to end the to end the year, and also no true. no one ever said we were an elite offense. You know, we we That's are true. just. We were just a pretty good offense playing against some of the best defenses in the country. So exactly, exactly. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna leave a little bad taste in people's mouths because that's kind of all we remember from the last month is the defense carrying us. But we'll go look what that, Oklahoma State did against Notre Dame, right? Yeah, I mean, I, just, I I think the quality of this Baylor team is absolutely not under question. Uh, the offense, yeah, shaky at times, but the overall quality of the team, like like the Baylor players were saying into the camera. After the game was over, best team in Baylor history. Our, our daily podcast said it. It, it is the yeah, most no question uh, accomplished team in Baylor history, for sure. Awesome, awesome weekend. Um, and uh, before we jump into the other piece of the weekend that you referenced, I did want to give our friends over at Homefield Homefield Apparel a quick shout out. Lots of great stuff over there. Use code Bears twelve for fifty percent off. Some of these softest shirts. I'm wearing one right now. The 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 Baylor green. Um, Alex Kirshner from Split Zone Duo really loves their green fabric, and I thought he was crazy, but he's right. Like the green fabric that Homefield sells is absolutely the softest I've ever felt. It's fantastic. Bears twelve for fifteen percent off. Uh, fantastic stuff. Go check it out. Um, bought the dad a uh, Colorado School of Mines uh, shirt. He loves it. Very excited uh, to go spend some more money there. Uh, we, we, we opened up with a new intro song about how <laughs> everything's serious. We're not joking around anymore. Mm-hmm. And that was mostly in reference to the basketball team because conference play started on Saturday. Um, boy did it. New Year's day, just kind of a weird, a weird time to start conference play. Usually it starts around the third, fourth or fifth, somewhere around there. Yeah. Uh, but Baylor traveled to the vaunted uh, Hilton Magic Arena Stadium of Mediocre Destiny. What? Oh, my God. And look, Iowa State had worked very hard for their 18-0 record. Um, <laughs> I just – or whatever, 11-0 record. I don't even remember what it was. But uh, Baylor shut that down pretty quickly. Holding Iowa State to shooting one of 14 from three, looking very similar to my stats from recreational basketball leagues. Um, just incredible. This Baylor team, uh, I've, I've heard other podcasts like open the conversation, not outright say it, but this Baylor team, there is a chance that this Baylor team is better than last year's. I don't think we're there yet, oh, but brother. There, is, there is a chance uh, with James Akinjo, the transfer from uh, Arizona, he's playing over. like an All American. He's he's he playing, playing he's like playing like an All American. Didn't even shoot the ball particularly well against Iowa State. Ended with 16 points, uh, but he is very clearly the engine to this Baylor team, and we'll see uh, exactly why when we talk about the next game. But man, I was a hater at the beginning. He took like maybe four bad shots over the course of like seven games. And that just really stuck in my brain for some reason. And Mm -hmm. I I did not think this was going to work out the way it has. It absolutely, I am so dumb. Guys, never (laughs) listen to me about anything if I'm hating on something. Uh, Um, This Baylor team is special, special, special. 
Yeah. Matt, I have a request for you and for just whoever's listening because you're okay. probably all smarter than me about Those a lot of things, but also this. It. Yeah. yeah. Those would be the two people. Um, so anyone, anyone who hears this next thing, mm-hmm. I, I need to figure out like how to watch basketball because like I – I have like a soccer brain. So like when you have the ball in soccer, you dribble left. And if you can't score there, you just say, oh, fuck. And then you dribble right. Um, so when I watch people play basketball, I'm like, oh, they're going to go try to go that way. Oops, someone's in the way. Guess they're going to spin it back around. And that's like pretty obviously not how people who play basketball think about it. Um, but when I watch it, I'm just like, oh, that way it's not working. Maybe they'll try the other side of the court. And then, oh, there's a hole. They're going to go score. That's all I got. Baylor plays on Saturday in Fort Worth. Uh, Let's go. be on TV. And I think that is a fantastic idea for everybody to hop into the audio chat in the Discord for patrons. Um, and, and we'll just talk basketball during the game. It'll be okay. a, a casual chat uh, and, and learning session. I think that's fantastic. But yeah, soccer is, is just slower, uh, more tactical paced basketball. It's very, very similar. You'll, you'll, you'll catch on pretty quick. Um, but Adam Flagler, James Akinjo, and then the two freshmen, just absolutely solid. So, you know, the freshmen are still ball watching and, and the defense will need to improve there, but just incredible. Um, just, just incredible. Yeah, we're pretty uh, good. So Baylor, Baylor wins in Hilton, uh, 77 to 72. It was not that close. It got a little, little weird in the last two minutes. Uh, but Baylor pulls it out there. Um, and then on Tuesday, Oklahoma comes to town. I was lucky enough to go cover that in a media capacity on Tuesday. And it was a weird game. Uh, Baylor and Oklahoma could not miss to start the game. Uh, but it was never really in doubt. After Oklahoma kind of flinched first, like midway through the first half, Baylor opened up to an 11-point lead, and it never got lower than five. <laughs> <laughs> like the entire game. Uh, if you look at the the predictive like win percentage chance for each team, Baylor never fell below 89% chance to win. Uh, and again, with James Akinjo being the Ken Palm MVP of the game, 27 points on 7 of 10 shooting. He was remarkable. Turnovers were an issue, but this Baylor team, uh, you if you're going to try to score with them, you better be able to defend them. Uh, because it's it's they are not just a one sided team. <sighs> um, Man, eighty four seventy four is the final there. Baylor smokes them. Um, now that you've given your pretty well balanced and nuanced thought I'm about trying. that game, I'm I trying. have two I have two things that I wanted to say that won't be as smart, so I'm going second. Okay, that's fair. Oklahoma played their dicks off in the first half, and it didn't, and like it never felt like they were earning anything for it. Like they couldn't miss anything. They're actually, playing so good. Actually, I have audio of uh, Porter Moser um, giving Uh-oh. his uh, speech at halftime uh, after uh, shooting something like 70% from the field in the first half uh, and then being down uh, at half. Uh, okay, hold on. Let me, let me press uh, play here. Hey, guys. Uh, shit! Uh, so that was kind of cool exclusive audio that we got there. Yeah, how'd you get um, that? Uh, look, man, I just, I, like I said, I was there in a media capacity. I, I have my connections. Um, I, I really don't know what else to say because I, I think Iowa state 
uh, is going to be one of the better teams in the conference. I think Oklahoma will be competitive in the conference, but probably middle of the pack. I really cannot wait to see this team play Kansas because I think Kansas is overrated. Uh, yep. they, they are not good defensively. So we'll see. I did get the chance to go chat with Christine over uh, on Midwest Madness. That was a blast. Um, she's a rock star over there. Go give that a listen. Um, did you have anything else on the basketball from the last seven days? Um, a question for you. How many conference games do you think we can lose and still get a number one seed in the tournament? What a fun question to be able to ask. I know, right? And a realistic one, honestly. Yeah. Um, if you look at Baylor's schedule, uh, there are a couple of games that stick out to me as very, very potentially losses, right? There is an away game at West Virginia. And if West Virginia is at full power, Huggins is, is definitely going to have them ready to play. Uh, I think we win that game, uh, but it's always, always messy. Uh, Baylor goes to Alabama in the Big 12 SEC Challenge. Alabama, when they shoot a ton of threes, if they get hot, they can beat literally anybody in the country. We want not Bama, maybe. Not reliably, but they they can beat anybody. Uh, then, of course, there's traveling to Kansas. So we're looking at potentially one, two, call it a third loss if we slip up somewhere else maybe a fourth if Kansas somehow pulls it out twice. I think Texas is a little bit better than I want to admit, um, especially on the defensive side. So I think if Baylor loses three games, definitely a one seed. Um, I think depending on how the rest of the Big 12 plays out with Kansas, they could probably lose a fourth game. And knowing Duke is probably going to do something stupid, knowing that, um, you know, you look at, like who else is up there? Um, Arizona probably won't get a, a number one. I think there's a really good chance Purdue's going to mess around and lose a couple more games. Mm-hmm. As so much as I love them, I, I think four games is likely the most. I think if you lose okay. a fifth game, there's probably two or three other teams that are better, and then another team with with five wins. It, it also depends when that fifth loss comes. If it comes so- in the tournament not that big of a deal. If it comes in the yeah. regular season, bigger deal. So, so four is what I'm hearing. Uh, yeah, we've already so. played two conference games, which means if I'm doing my math right, we have 16 left. So, a little bit of math. If we go 12, we can go 12 and four and still likely be owed a number one seed over the yeah, next 16 I think, games. I think that's fair. I mean, our projected record right now, using all of the advanced metrics and whatnot, is is to lose four games. That being said, we are only uh, below 50% to win, or uh, we're only below 50% to win a game uh, once, and that is away at Kansas. Um, That's wild, man. It and is like, super wild. I know, I know it's been the prevailing theory that people would say on podcasts is like, oh, the Big 12 is the best league in basketball, and like, I don't it's disagree. True. I've never disagreed. It, it has become starkly obvious is that a thing people say? It's become starkly obvious how true that is. And I'm sure we saw the same graphic today, but where it like had like top to bottom every team in the league uh, where they're ranked in the net, and it's like all the leagues next to each other. Yep. Baylor's lowest is like right around the middle to the top of most other leagues. Well, that's the other thing too is you, you look at the Big 12 standings for um, adjusted efficiency, right? And it goes – um, if you if you look at 
adjusted efficiency, one, four, 14, 35, 37, 20. Like our worst team, Kansas State, is still a top 70 team. And they're terrible. And they are terrible. Um, You look at TCU, who's feisty, still might make the tournament, right? It is entirely possible that eight teams, maybe nine teams. uh, That's crazy. Not nine. nine, Eight teams because Oklahoma State uh, has the the postseason ban this year. So fucking stupid. Um, But like eight teams will make the tournament this year in all likelihood. That's crazy. So every conference game is like a tournament game. That's what Scott Drew said post game. Every game in the conference is like a tournament game. And when you throw the Alabama game in there, they're definitely making the tournament. Every single game on our tournament on our schedule is preparing us for the tournament. And we know Scott Drew can coach in the tournament. So I I just just remarkable. Oh, on the basketball note, um, we'll, we'll take a quick break here. Uh, but we do need to talk about the Our Time documentary that just dropped. The oh, first it episode. rules. I just watched it. Matt had me watch this before we recorded tonight because I hadn't quite yet. So I just did Team, and it whips ass. It, it, it doesn't. Really it, does. it, I know those things are kind of like designed to be like propaganda for the school, you know, but this kind of okay. didn't feel like it. This didn't necessarily feel like that as much as I thought it might. I think I think they did a little shoe shining at the very beginning, but then it was just like, bullshit like i saw matt meyer get a haircut yep you know Melissa smith was painting we were we were just we're just that cool and you know what i like to paint pictures of do you know what i like to paint pictures of oh my god ask what i like to paint pictures of hey matt what do you like to paint pictures of money i like to paint pictures (laughs) of money and that's what you can win if you join symbol uh, the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge on symbol. You can trade sports teams like stock. So you buy a share of a sports team that you think is, is worth not enough, right? You buy uh, low, so like it's lower. Yeah, it's you, low. No, you buy low and then you sell when that number is higher, higher so than you think you it should be, or just higher than that. Just higher than what you bought it at. You can hold on to it as long as you want, or you can sell it if it's going to make you money. Okay. Uh, and then you can earn those cash payouts when your teams win, and therefore the number goes up. You got it? Okay, good. Got Join it. Join the 8,000 early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com, create a free account, and when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code BEARS12 for a money-back guarantee. Uh, that's right. They, they are still doing the money-back guarantee. It is f- I, honestly very odd to me 90 days if you're just done with it you don't like it you've you've spent up to 500 and you're just like eh, i'm not feeling it anymore which you won't they'll just give you your money back it's wild um so join symbol start investing and profiting from your favorite teams today use code bears 12 b-e-a-r-s one two one two uh our time the espn plus original uh, first episode, shorter than I expected, um, but very, very cool and honestly funny at a couple of points. Can I share with you my favorite moment? Please do. So the the cameras in the Baylor men's locker room as they are prepping for a game and Scott Drew is up at the whiteboard and there is stuff all over this whiteboard. They've blurred it out, but there is stuff written all over this whiteboard and he just goes 9,000 miles an hour for 45 seconds 
listing off everything about the team that they're about to play. And he's like, all right, let's go play basketball. And then they run out of the locker room. <laughs> but for 45 seconds, Scott Drew is just explaining every important thing about this basketball game. And that is how he is like 100% of the time. He is just a million miles an hour. And I was tired after watching it, honestly. That he is just... Yeah. Um, that was a really fun part. And I, I think that was probably more fun for you because the words he was saying meant something to you. Like it, to me, to me, to me, he could have just been saying like basketball, 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 basketball. And, it, and I would have like had the same emotions. Um, my favorite part is just like how like stoked he is during the ring ceremony because like yeah, you can tell by the way he's acting that he took a peek at the rings before they all saw them like he knew something about those rings he didn't right. so every every person you're that no, came I up he, he's, yeah, he's every person that came up like you were gonna, gonna love like this, this. <laughs> and then um he pointed out that the toronto raptors had the biggest ring of all time until we got ours because we have the biggest ring of all time yeah. like that that is like an obscenely large ring like do you it's think massive. do you think it is past the point where like because you know, like old football players like to wear their Super Bowl rings around. Like this sure. ring, this ring is not something you can wear. Um, no, it's anywhere. not your it's not your daily you driver. You know, you literally can't wear it. Like you yeah. can't wear it anywhere. I could probably uh, wear it as like a bracelet. I got these baby nope. wrists. I <laughs> I, uh, I wonder how it compares to uh, the uh, the Texas basketball national championship ring. Um, the other fantastic highlight was uh yes Nalissa Smith painting that was really great um but also Matt Mayer uh like first off seeing his locker which was just an absolute <laughs> mess and I wasn't surprised to see it but I was no. still I was still aghast I when I, I saw it tickled. I was so tickled it, it made me so happy and then the story about how he got um how he got the mullet and then uh it was so precious it was <laughs> so all you think heartwarming. I, you, you think i look at like anyone who's had a younger sibling and told them they look handsome knows exactly oh, how matt responded to him like oh it you was think, you absolutely think I that case. <laughs> uh jackson moffat of course getting the mullet first and then saying yeah man you look great to bet after <laughs> after getting it just just so precious is the absolute correct word there anyway if you haven't watched it Go watch it. Absolutely worth. I think it was only like 15, 20 minutes, maybe max. 17. Um, 17 minutes. Just just really, really fun. And I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, um, that's fun. Um, anything else about basketball or the weekend? We have a couple of listener questions that I thought we might get to. Um, I have one more basketball thought, and it's about our women's basketball team. I am not used to having them have lost three games this early in the season. But yeah. part of but part of me, and this is this isn't like like sunshine pumping. This is this is my true feeling about it. I'm excited to see a coach that has to like fucking do like do something. Yeah. She has she's gotta exactly. she's gotta figure it out, you know? Yep. Uh and, typically and if if we lose games early in the season in past years, it's like, oh well, passing it inside didn't work, so there goes that game. Exactly. You know? Well so that's it, the thing. Nikki Collin has completely changed, like diametrically opposed yeah. to how this Baylor team played last year, shooting twice as many threes. And, and making 50% of them. Ma- making 30, 32, <laughs> 33-ish percent, which is the same rate that they were making them last year. So just yeah. mathematically a better offense from that perspective. But yeah, there's just different puzzles to solve. And with a different mind at the helm, really really interested losing to kansas state is not fantastic but yeah it's not the end of the season 
Uh, it's not football where one loss ruins your whole season. Yeah. Uh, well, I know this is, I know this is like a spoiled brain to have, but it's the one that I have. Um, I like watching the, those. Like I, I watch as many of those games a year as I can because I enjoy watching them. Hard to stay tuned in up fifty early in the second. Yeah, entirely you know? true. So it, it is very fun being stressed more than literally two times a year watching watching my my being, Bears play. Yes, being unsure of how yeah. this is going to how this is going to work. I completely, yeah. I completely agree. Um, well, good deal, Evan. You want to listen to a couple of voicemails? We got some so bad. Oh yeah, I want that. Um, do you want to start with the shortest one or the longest one first? Let's start with the longest one because that's the one I'm going to pay attention to the most. Okay, let's do that. Fellas, we are not only Big 12, but Sugar Bowl champs. I was at both games. It was fantastic. Hey, guys, this is the Kimchi Cowboy. A couple of uh, interesting tidbits. At the Sugar Bowl, I was with uh, two of my buddies from Baylor who, uh, you know, were a bit older. And uh, one frat bro comes up to me and goes, Nerds! So I just glare him down, and without thinking, I said, eat a dick, at which <laughs> point right he response. just froze, and we carried on. Now, and then on Bourbon that. Street, after the win, a bunch of old Miss sorority girls, God bless them, one prances about and comes up right to me, probably because I'm the only Asian guy in Bourbon Street, decked out in green and gold, says, we should have won. We should have won. To which I replied, but I think you're a winner. Uh, Which is honestly, God bless these Delta Gammas. I just want to pick her up. <laughs> Anyways, bye. So, all right. I love him. Who is the Kimchi Cowboy? That's Kimchi Cowboy. He's he's around. Um, I, think I love him. Been, yeah, he, he's he's been around the the Baylor online uh, communities for a while now. Um, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Wasn't a massive fan how he said Delta Gammas. I just want to pick him up at the end there. I, I'm assuming that's just ah, I just want to pick him up and give him like a fatherly hug. That's, yeah. that's what, yeah, or, that's how I or, know or put them in a cab back to their Airbnb with their exactly. friends. That's so what they, we cut sure the thing off early. Food. That's that's what you're gonna say. Um, exactly. I love that that was the first one we did because that that reiterates exactly what I was saying. They are a bunch of hamsters, but they're all on hamster wheels, so they're running, they're running really fast, but they, they're no threat to you. And I love exactly. it, they were great. I would love to play them again, like the hamster from Bolt, absolutely, just like from um, Bolt, exactly from Bolt. Uh, okay, uh, Kimchi, thank you so much for leaving messages. That was yeah, that rule. Do that again sometime. Um, all right, we'll go with the the medium length message here. Hey guys, this is Eric Baylor Bear living in Lubbock, and I was going to ask this question of Evan just because uh, I've seen his very uh, yeah, tame and not in your face tweets towards other fan bases. <laughs> I figure he'll give me some uh, reserved advice. But am I wrong to be wearing? Baylor Bear gear just about every day here in Lubbock, Texas, whether it be uh, vest, belt, socks, tanks at the gym, gloves when it's cold. I mean, is that rude to do to the Red Raider faithful and remind them of how great we are right now? I, my first thought was vest, belt, socks, question mark? Yes. Vest. I I am vest. hoping, I, I'm assuming and hoping that he is just listing things on any given day that he might be wearing one of these, you know? <laughs> If it's the whole fit, if it's the whole fit, good for you. This is not a fit shaming podcast. It's just the same um, fit. He's wearing gloves, <laughs> a vest, a belt, and socks. No pants. No pants. It's, just, it, it's a. It's a. He's wearing a football uniform. Pads exactly. And all. Um, no, that's a good question. No, you're not. And I, I, I'm glad that you asked this because one, no one wear. Do Texas Tech fans wear Texas Tech gear? Like, it in Lubbock? Do they just wear Tech gear around? That's like. 
that's like in high school, you know, everyone wore their right. favorite clubs shirt to high school that just Sorry, said what? like, like ha- yeah, it's like, you know, every club or sports team would sell shirts or something. So you would oh, just like yeah, have a different player. one every day. Yeah. Um, clubs. So like, you know, when you're in high school, like I went to a high school called Midway High School and every person on every day was wearing a shirt that said Midway High this or like Midway High yeah. that. Yeah. So like, is that like Lubbock? Is that what they do there? They just – because I don't see tech shirts in the wild. But what I want him to know is not – like you need to take it a step further and not – I'm not saying do what I do because what I do is right. But it makes me feel good to do this and I think it would make you feel good too. I walk on the trail in Austin every day and I usually either have like something green and gold on or like a Baylor something on. And if I see any other school represented on a shirt and there's like a lot of young people here, so there's a lot of shirts. I stare until they stare back. Like I'm, I'm, I'm respectfully, so I am respectfully so waiting for them to make eye contact. And it's more, it's more organic than it sounds the way I talk about I it right now, it. I but I, I need them to know that I know that I'm better than them. Especially sure. immediately after a win. Like, there's a lot of Big 12 shirts here, and brother, I am respectfully looking. I, uh, I'm i a little less outwardly aggressive. However, if, if, because I'm in the Austin area as well, if Texas loses a game, or more often, uh, if Baylor wins a game, I will find an excuse to go run errands wearing Baylor gear. Oh, yeah. I will, I will absolutely do that. I, I have oh, yeah. gone out of my way to make a grocery trip or something like that. Uh, right after a Baylor win, just to just to go show off the the fit. I completely agree. Okay, um, and we will wrap it up with the last uh, voicemail. Anything you got to say before the last voicemail here? Um, I'm very excited to keep doing this podcast during basketball season, especially if we three keep kicking now. kicking We've the shit out of everyone. Months. I don't know if you realize that we've done this. For yeah, three months now. we're doing it to him. Um, cool. if, if you're if you're listening this far, um, we're gonna have a lot less variety in the sports we get to watch. So send in those questions, gang. Um, they don't have to be about Baylor. You can ask me about anything. I've never told a lie in my life. So just ask away. Or don't. I don't give a shit. All right. Matt doesn't. If Jesus lives in the balls, where does Satan live? If Say Jesus it with me, Matt. If lives in the balls, where does Satan live? One. Well, actually, two. don't don't let me – wait. Let me not knee-jerk reaction to this. Let me – let me see if I can give him a good answer. All right, hurry up. You, um, I'm playing the outro. You need to, all right. Okay, Satan lives in your esophagus because that's where shit gets really gross and you don't know if it's going to be good or bad. It's stuff that used to be good, but it's now very bad, just like Satan when he got thrown out of heaven. No, Satan's oh, in the butt.